Hey, I'm Claire. Welcome to Real Life Business. This podcast has one goal, to prove that no one has their shit together 100% of the time and that ultimately, it's the way we decide to look at things that will determine our reality. Life can be hard, and in those moments, we are faced with a choice. Sit in the shit waiting for something to change or lean in with the belief of actually I can and make something happen. I know which I'd prefer. So if you're ready, then join me for Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 57 of the Real Life Business podcast. I thought after last episode where I shared the depths of my despair and burnout over the last eight months or so, I thought it would be really useful to share an exercise that I absolutely freaking love. It is like one of the coaching 101 tools that we first taught um, at coaching training and um, it's pretty much in every single personal development program or self-leadership program that I have been a part of and I remember at the start of my coaching journey thinking oh my god it's that again that exercise again surely there's something else but what I have since learned is that sometimes The simplest things are the most effective things. And particularly when we're finding ourselves in a funk that we really need to get ourselves out of. We don't need complex. We don't need like complicated. We don't want that shit. We can't process anything to like full on. We need simple. And this exercise is it. I call it the real life audit. And Essentially, it is finding, giving us our starting point because let's look at it, think about it in the terms of navigating somewhere, right? Like there's so much stuff out there about um, setting our goals, having a vision, creating vision boards, knowing what it is that we want. You know, I spoke about that in the last episode and it is really, really important. I'll say it again and I'll sound like a broken record. If we can't articulate it, we can't have it. We have to know where it, where it is that we're going, where we want to go, what it's all for, what the vision is, what our why is. We need to know that. But what I've learned is that that alone isn't enough. If we just set the vision, if we just set the goals, if we just are always looking forward and just, you know, setting where we want to be, if if we're doing that and we're not looking at the here and now and we're not being really fucking real and really honest about where we're at right now, we're never going to achieve those goals. And let me tell you why. Let's say you need to go somewhere that you haven't been before. So you get out your phone, you type in your, the address of where you're going and Google um, will give bring up Google Maps and it will show you the route of how to get there. It does that because it knows where you're starting from. It knows where you are right now. There's like GPS locators in your phone and Google knows where you're at right now. And therefore, when you tell it where you want to go, it can guide you the most effective, fastest, simplest way of getting there. 
by different means of transport, right? So it can only do that by knowing where we are at the start. If we don't know where we are at the start, if we don't know the starting point, if we don't know where we're at right now, it is impossible for Google or any other navigation, our brains, whatever it might be, it is impossible for us to navigate there because we don't know where we're starting from. Like we can, we can might be able to see it in the distance, but it's like, but I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to take that first step. I don't know if I'm going left. I don't know if I'm going right. I don't know if it's behind me. Like I don't don't know I don't know what to do to get there because I don't know where I am right now so that is why knowing our starting point and where I am right now is so freaking important so this is going to be a practical episode this is going to be an episode for if you're wanting to achieve goals this year if you're wanting to make some changes and and go for something that's a bit of a stretch sit down and do this exercise obviously if you're in a car driving or if you're doing something right now come back to it but if you can grab a piece of paper and a pen or your ipad or whatever it might be and and do this exercise so i want you to draw a circle on your page if you get an a4 sheet of paper draw a circle about as big as the page will allow you to draw it. And then what I want you to do is put a crisscross, um, like two crisscrosses, so horizontal and vertical and then diagonal. So you've got eight equal segments. The the circle is split into eight equal segments. And then you're going to label each one. So it doesn't matter which one is labeled what. doesn't matter where you start. Just label each one. So one is going to be finances. One is going to be business or career. One is going to be environment. One is going to be fun and recreation. The next one is going to be personal growth. Then you're going to have romance, family and friends, and finally health. So these are the eight significant sectors of our life. These are the eight things that most other things will fall under. Our our money, our wealth, our savings all falls under finances, Our, our business, our career, our professional development, what we do with our time to earn that money falls under business and career. Environment is where we are where we live, where the environments that we find ourselves in, so be that our, our town, our, um, our physical house, our, the, the things around us that make our space, if you like. Fun and recreation is, is quite obvious. It's all the stuff that we do for fun. Um, personal growth, this is, this is our learning. This is our development. This is our how... Um, you know, how we're enriching our life. Romance, again, pretty straightforward. Family and friends, health, all quite straightforward. So our physical health, our mental health, our well-being, our self-care, that probably all falls into the health banner as well. So we've got these eight segments of our circle. And I want you to imagine the point at which all of those, um, all of those lines intersect. So the point right at the middle of the circle is equivalent to naught out of 10. And 
the very edge of the circle, so the outer rim, the circumference of the circle, that is 10 out of 10. So if you were to rate each of those segments out of 10, where would you draw your line? So let's say finances, for example, you rate that five out of 10. You'd, you'd split, you'd, you'd, draw a, um, you'd draw a line, you'd make that wedge sort of halfway up the finances wedge. Does that make sense? Imagine they're all bits of pizza. You know, you'd, you'd color in halfway up the line. So the middle of the circle is not the edge of the circle is 10 out of 10. So if you were rating yourself five out of 10, you'd go halfway up and then just shade that in. So, and do that for all of the sectors. So you've got this kind of starting point. This is where you rate yourself right now in each of these areas. Be really, really honest. How do you rate your satisfaction in your business or your career? How are you feeling about your business and your career? Is it as good as it can possibly be and cannot possibly be any better? In which case you rate it 10 out of 10. Or is it more like you literally have to drag yourself out of bed, like you have to give yourself pep talks every five minutes, you're going and hiding in the bathroom and, and psyching yourself up to, to get through the day, in which case you might be rating it naught, one or two out of 10. So be really, really real and really, really honest about each of the segments and, and go through them all and rate them out of 10. Once you've done that, have a look at it, like literally just sit there and look at it and, and, and feel the feels like when you've got it in black and white in front of you that you might rate your, you know, your romance three out of 10, for example, and you're married, like, what does that mean? Like, how do you feel about that? Like what comes up for you when you see that? What? What is it that made you rate it three out of 10? What are the challenges that you face in this segment? What are the, what are you, what are you frustrated about? What drives you insane? What keeps you up at night? What pain are you feeling around your romantic situation that you're rating it three out of 10? Go through that for all of the sections. Every single section, look at what you've rated it. How, how do you feel about that? What are the challenges? What are the frustrations? What is painful about that? What are your fears? What keeps you up at night? What do you feel when you see the score in each of the sections? Take some time to journal this. Like, don't rush it. Like, you're going to get out of exercises like this what you put in. And I am very, very guilty of going, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, okay, five out of 10, six out of 10, awesome, blah, 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 move on. Tick it off my to do list. Like, when we do that, we are going to get nothing from it. So if you're like, oh, I've done this before, it's just such a waste of time. It's probably because you haven't put the time in it to really feel about what it means to have you give yourself the score that you have. So when I did this exercise, oh gee, a couple of months ago now, I really, really spent the time and I journaled pages and pages and pages about my frustrations and my 
fears, my worries, my pain points, everything I was feeling in each of the segments. And it took a long time. Like it took a good couple of hours and I wrote pages and pages and pages. And in doing so, it can really help us process and it can really help when we see on paper, like we can feel like I was feeling completely overwhelmed. I was feeling completely burnt out and over it by just everything. I couldn't articulate it any more than I'm just over everything. And whilst I needed to feel that low, sitting in I'm just over everything doesn't help like I can't go anywhere from there I can't do anything from that because I don't actually know where that place is you know what I mean so when when you think about navigating to to an address like we spoke about earlier like just being over everything is like saying okay I want to go to that place over there direct me to that place over there please google and it has no idea where you're starting from like you have to be able to articulate okay I'm over everything I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm rating my finances two out of 10. I'm rating my like romantic, my my relationship four out of 10. I'm rating my health three out of 10. Like get a starting point, understand where the real pain is. And that's going to help prioritize like where you need to put your focus for for which segments you're then going to focus on to, to move you out of the rut. So once you've done that, The next thing that I did, excuse me, I'm going to have to have a drink because I am about to cough. The next thing that I did from here is I asked myself this question. If nothing changes on this wheel, if this wheel, if this circle representing my life stayed exactly as it is right now and I'm looking at these scores and I'm agreeing that yep we're still there if that was 12 months on and I was still in this space how would that feel what would be the consequence of that now they are bloody powerful questions So if you are in a spot where you're rating your finances 2 out of 10 right now, for example, if nothing changed and in 12 months time, you're still rating your finances of 2 out of 10, what will have happened in that 12 months? What emotions would you have felt? What pressure would you have felt? What weight would you have carried? What arguments will you have had? What relationships could you have lost? What will be the consequences of nothing changing in each of those segments for 12 months? This really hit home for me. This felt painful. I felt this pain. I felt the feelings of still being in that rut, in that severe funk 12 months on. I imagined the consequences of that. I imagined the impact of that on my relationship with my husband. I imagined the impact of that on the kids. I imagined how my 
energy would rub off on them and what path it would have led them down and what it would have done to them over a 12-month period. And it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. Constantly saying, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, you can't have that. No, we can't go there. I don't care that so-and-so has brought that. You can't have that. Imagine that over and over and over and over and over again for 12 months. How would that feel? What would be the consequences of that? And if that wasn't horrible enough, (laughs) the next thing I did, and let me just, I'll just pause right here. The reason that we are doing this is like I did this because sometimes moving towards something better is not a big enough incentive. Moving towards pleasure, moving towards the things we want, taking the action we need to take to move forward towards something that we want isn't always a big enough motivator. It's not always, I found for me, it's it's not the thing that's going to get me off my butt and doing something different, doing something uncomfortable, doing something that's freaking scary. What motivates me what ignites the fire what lights the spark what gets me up and moving is the realization that if I don't the pain that I will feel the consequences of staying the same what it will mean to still be in this place in 12 months time and five years time that to me is the bigger motivator like I am more driven to make a change if I feel the feels of nothing changing does that make sense I trust that makes sense so take this out five years imagine you're looking at your wheel now and five years have passed how old are your kids now what does your marriage look like Think about the the things that are really going to hit home for you. What has your family life been like over the last five years? What, What friends have come and gone? What circumstances have have you found yourself in? What opportunities have passed you by? What experiences have you not experienced? What adventures have you not gone on? How does that feel? What are the consequences of nothing changing for five years? And this might sound extreme, but this is what happens. We get ourselves so comfortable, particularly if if we're employed and we're getting a paycheck every week or fortnight or month or whatever it might be. We can get ourselves so comfortable that 12 months can go by in the blink of an eye. Two years, three years, five years, before you know it, your kindergartner is in year 12 and you're like, shit, how the hell did that happen? Where the hell has time gone? And you realize you can't get that back. That is really freaking scary if you ask me. Like time is one of the the few things that we just can't get back. 
And therefore, we have to use each and every minute that we are on this earth as best we can. And I'm not talking about always being up, always being high, always being positive. Like I, I, I know that shit happens. This whole podcast is about the fact that shit happens and we need to feel the feels, all the feels, the good, the bad, the ugly and, and, and all the shit. Like we need to go through that. But we don't need to dwell in it and we need to be really freaking real with ourselves that even though we might be in a place that we aspire to get out of, if we tie enough comfort to the security of that place, we ain't going to freaking move. We are not going to move. We are going to find excuses and reasons and validation for why we should just stay exactly where we are. And I had been doing that. I'm like, it's fine. Like, look at where we live. It's beautiful. Like, we don't need to move. We don't need our own place. Like, look at what we've got here. Look at the lifestyle we've got. And that's true. That is true. But it's also my safety mechanism inside my brain preventing me from stepping out of my comfort zone, making decisions that fly in the face of logic and doing something differently. That's my ego keeping me safe, validating where I am so that I didn't have to take the steps that I needed to take in order to break free from where I was. So take that exercise out five years. If your scores don't change for five years, what are you feeling now? What are you experiencing now? What does your relationship look like? What does your, what do your kids look like? What does your health look like? What does your career look like? What does your health, your, your house look like? What does your social life look like? How does that feel? Write it down, put it in black and white. Don't just think about it, like physically write it down. There is something about writing down, like in handwriting with a pen or a pencil or a pencil or whatever it might be. Like there is something in writing it down that makes it become more real. So I encourage you, if you are feeling drawn to do that, don't just think about this actually write it down because then you can read it back and then it makes you go holy fuck like okay maybe I need to do something now once you have done that then as I say then you get to make a decision you either get to stay safe and comfortable and mediocre and stay exactly as you are or you get to make a change. So you get to decide now what needs to change. What needs to score higher? What do which segment do I need to score higher? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing in order for this segment to move 
higher, to score higher? What do I need to do that's different to what I'm doing now and how can I do it? What's the first thing that I'm going to do? When am I going to do it? What help might I need? Who can I reach out to? Who can support me? Who have I got in my circle or who can I bring into my circle that is going to help me with this? Because here's another realization I had. I, I honestly thought I can do this. Like I can do this by myself. I don't need people around me, but I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> And let me tell you, it is really hard to open up to people and be vulnerable and share your fears and share your dreams and drop the facade that everything's just dandy. That's freaking hard. That's the first bit of courage that we need to take that's the first courageous step we need to take opening up and bringing someone else into our journey because we can't do it alone we don't have to do it alone so who do you need to bring into your circle to help you take the steps you need to take to boost the score in whatever segment you feel is most priority to you? What is your focus? What is your priority? What do you need to do? But more importantly, who do you need to be? Who is the 10 out of 10 version of you? Who is the person who rates that segment 10 out of 10? What do they think? What do they believe? What do they do? What actions do they take? How do they make decisions? Put yourself in the 10 out of 10 shoes of each segment. Who do you need to be? Who do you need around you to help you become that? Feel it. Commit to it. Because that is where the power is. This exercise, this real life audit is getting really fucking real with ourselves. And I'm not sharing this as some theoretical thing. Like I am sharing this with passion because this is the exact exercise that I did a couple of months ago to pull myself out of my funk. I rated nothing or other than personal growth over six out of 10. Most were two, four, five at best. And that sickens me. That sickens me because that is the limited version of myself that I was parenting my kids by. And I didn't want them to become five out of 10 versions of themselves. I don't want them to be five out of 10 versions of themselves. I want them to be 10 out of 10 versions of themselves. And in order for them to be 10 out of 10 versions of themselves, I need to be a 10 out of 10 version of myself. I need to be the change. I need to be the example. And you might sit there thinking, well, shit, Clay, you're putting a hell of a lot of responsibility on your shoulders here. But no, this is just being real. This is just taking personal responsibility. This is leadership. You might not think yourself as a leader, but if you are a parent, you are a leader. 
You are inspiring. You are influencing. And every single thing that we do as parents leaches into our kids. Every single thing we believe, every single thing we say, every single thing we do, how we be, how we are, all of that leaches into our kids. So if we want the best for our kids, we have got to have the best for ourselves as well. So I'm going to leave it there. I trust this has landed. I would love to hear what you take from this episode. I would love to hear for anyone who's willing to share it, what you what you got out of doing this exercise, what realizations it gave for you, what it has meant for you, what you are going to do differently as a result of doing this. You can reach out to me on my socials. All the links are in the um, show notes of this episode. Claire underscore Markwick on Instagram, Claire Markwick on Facebook and LinkedIn. And share with me what you've loved. Send this episode to someone that you think needs to hear it. If you've got someone who, who, is desperate to get to a different point to where they are now, send them this episode. Say, hey, I have just listened to a great podcast with a really practical exercise in it that I think is going to help you right now. Here, have a listen. Send the link. It's simple. It is so simple. And remember, reach out to me on socials if you want to connect, if you want to uh, follow along in my journey of me going through this process. This is my journey of, of focusing on health, wealth, and reclaiming me, the personal development part of this model. Health, wealth, and reclaiming me, they're the three segments that I have valued as the priorities for me. And that's not to say that I am... Uh, I am valuing my wealth and money above my relationship with my husband, but I have gotten to the bottom of why I'm rating things, how I'm rating things and what I therefore need to do first in order for scores to increase, if that makes sense. So I trust this has been a useful episode, um, a valuable episode, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you learn for yourselves. Thank you so much for being here, lending me your ears, and um, I look forward to coming back really soon with the next episode. Bye-bye.